Good morning. Welcome to With God at Dawn. Angels are interested in sinful man. There is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repenteth. Luke 15.10 The angels prostrated themselves at the feet of their commander and offered to become a sacrifice for man. But an angel's life could not pay the debt. Only he who created man had power to redeem him. Yet the angels were to have a part to act in the plan of redemption. Christ was to be made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death. As he should take human nature upon him, his strength would not be equal to theirs, and they were to minister to him to strengthen and soothe him under his sufferings. They were also to be ministering spirits, sent forth to minister for them who should be heirs of salvation. They would guard the subjects of grace from the power of evil angels and from the darkness constantly thrown around them by Satan. If you are in communion with Christ, you will place his estimate upon every human being. You will feel for others the same deep love that Christ has felt for you. Then you will be able to win, not drive, to attract, not repulse, those for whom he died. In this work, all the angels of heaven are ready to cooperate. All the resources of heaven are at the command of those who are seeking to save the lost. Angels will help you reach the most careless, the most hardened. And when one is brought back to God, all heaven is made glad. Seraphs and cherubs touch their golden harps and sing praises to God and the Lamb for their mercy and loving kindness to the children of men. It's interesting that we are heirs of salvation. Heirs inherit their wealth at the death of the testator. After Jesus died, no changes could be made to the covenant that was ratified by his blood. Uh, Hebrews 9.17 says, A testament doesn't go into effect until the death of the testator. And after the death of the testator and its ratification, no changes can be made. That's Galatians 3.15 that says this. You may look that up. But Sunday keeping didn't begin until after Christ's death. Until after Christ's death. I think something like 100 years or 200 years, 300 years after his death that it began. I believe Constantine brought it in. But all that aside, it came three days too late. The covenant was already ratified. The testator was dead. No changes could be made. But the new covenant is not a change in the law, but a change in where they are written. We are told in Hebrews ten sixteen, This is the covenant that I will make with them. After those days, saith the Lord, I will put my laws into their hearts, and in their minds will I write them. 
Jeremiah 31, 33 prophesied of this in the Old Testament when he was comparing the Old and New Covenants. That's a study in itself. But Jeremiah 31, 34 tells us the results of having God's law written in our minds is that we will know him. Now, why would we know him by having his law written in our mind? Perhaps because the law is a transcript of God's character of love and the foundation of his government, his character will be revealed in us as revealed in the Ten Promises of the Covenant Agreement, telling us what God will do in us when we fulfill the conditions. We won't lie, steal, kill, covet, commit sexual immoral acts, or honor devils by sun worship. Well, if you spend a few moments seeing the Ten Commandments as promises, you may find it beneficial. I know I did. Do we even really understand that holy angels who minister to the least human being see them through the eyes of Christ's value of them? And when we are in communion with Jesus, we will place his estimate on every human being, no matter how degraded they may seem. The father of the prodigal son wrapped his own robe around his son. Why? So that the servants would not see his filthy clothing and dirty body from feeding pigs. He called for shoes to be brought for his son. That would then put him into a different class. And I can't help but think of the shoes of the preparation of the gospel of peace. Isn't God such a God of love? He desires to protect you from shame and embarrassment by wrapping Christ's robe of righteousness about us. All we need to do is to fulfill the conditions, confession, repentance, surrender, and to turn from the wrong in our life and begin the long walk with Jesus that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. I found a promise in John fourteen twenty one. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. He who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Why do you think that keeping the commandments shows love to Jesus? Well, I'm thinking, I'm sharing what I'm thinking. <laughs> it reveals how we honor him as the creator by keeping the Sabbath rest. Don't you think that refusing to honor him as creator on Sabbath is hurtful to his heart? I gave my life for thee, my precious blood I shed, that thou mightst ransom be, and quickened from the dead. I gave, I gave my life for thee, what hast thou given for me? I gave, I gave my life for thee, what hast thou given for me. Your Father in heaven, Lord, help us to understand what you have given for us, the price that it really cost. Help us to be willing to cut deep and make the sacrifices necessary, the self-denial necessary, and to realize what a small thing it is to give those little things, to gain the wonderful inheritance 
of having your character written in our mind that we could experience what it's like to have your pure holiness in us, that we could feel the love for the others around us that you have because you've given that to us. I pray for these who are here with me today. Lord, I pray with my whole heart for them, a special prayer, that today will be a new day, walking on that path with you that shineth more and more under the perfect day, that they would sense your presence, hear your voice calling to their heart, and find joy rising up in response to the fact that you would take the time to spend with them when you have the whole omniverse and every other life form that has never fallen that could call upon you. And yet, here you are with them, with me. Thank you, Jesus. I pray these things in your name, for your sake. Amen. I would sure love for you to join me tomorrow morning for a few minutes. Let's read together, contemplate on God's word, his promises, sing a little bit, and then have prayer together. May your day be ever so blessed, my brother and sister.